to... Help! Help! I'm stuck! It's the miner! This is the CrossFit SCV Podcast. Nick and I are finally done, having contracted the plague at the beginning of 2020. Alive! But we are back. My name is Curtis Marzinzik. I am joined by Nick Krusty. Hello, kids. Arr, arr, I'm the I'm the miner. Yeah. <laughs> we got new equipment. And we're obviously fucking around with yes, it. Yes, we've just spent the last twenty-seven minutes watching Nick rearrange all of the equipment that we use to podcast. Yeah. Which is actually an incredible amount of equipment. And question my life worth. That I'm grateful for. And this is This is who, Ronex. Who is this? Might hear a little whining in the background. That's yeah. Ronex. Ronex? Yep, the Roro. Okay. Eighty pound German Shepherd. Yeah. 80-pound lapdog German shepherd. all-around good boy. Yeah, definitely a good boy. So we contracted the plague, both of us, right? I think everybody I think at the end did. of 2019, we got it right, I think, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, something like that. Yeah. And uh, I was New Year's Eve. Yeah, and uh, kind of killed us, right? So uh, we went to Seattle for the holidays and spent it sick, spent New Year's sick, and uh, just a couple days ago finally started feeling better. You have been completely destroyed. I had a fever for seven days. I kept getting texts from you. It was like fever 102. The next day, I think I'm okay. And then the next day, I can't talk. I have a fever 105. Dude, it really messed my psyche up too. Like when you're temp, it's weird how two degrees difference inside of you can, like you figure the weather outside fluctuates 80, whatever, you know, it's 40 degrees in the winter, 80, 100 degrees in the, in the summer, but Two degree difference inside of you can totally fuck you up. I know we live way you live way out here in Acton, but your weather does not fluctuate by hundred degrees. It snowed the day the after Christmas. No, it's up to a hundred degrees. Oh, in the okay. Yeah, it doesn't fluctuate, fluctuate yeah, anywhere degrees. from zero to two hundred degrees. Celsius. Yeah, be quite a range. <laughs> so, what happened to you? I got the flu. Yeah, and I don't get a flu shot. I don't know why. It's like my thing. It's a yeah, Greek superstition. And I just got the flu, and I got super, super sick. And I was down. I was down really bad. I mean, I was spinning and fever and all that stuff. But I think a lot of people at the gym got the flu. I've heard of a lot of people like that. Have been I think down. everybody had the flu yeah. at one point or another. I don't think. And it's funny because when I got it, we I got it like the day that we left. So I hadn't been at the gym. You know, I know I didn't give it to anybody. I don't think I got it from anybody at the gym. That's crazy. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, we've both been down and out. Haven't been able to do any podcasts. But we're back. We're back. Just in time for the 2020 CrossFit SUV Gold Challenge. Ooh, I'm excited. It starts tomorrow. Yeah, it starts tomorrow. So we've got to get this out today because I just said the word tomorrow. Ooh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Tomorrow, Monday, the just say Monday. Monday. Yeah, then you're set. Then we can just move the day to the challenge. Day that ends right. in Y. Yeah, perfect. So starting tomorrow, starting Monday, we are starting a Gold Challenge. And what that consists of... And we're going to do this. We're going to do this live on the air. You can't, we don't have video. So unfortunately, you can't watch it. You probably wouldn't want to watch us anyways. But we're going to go through our little sheet that I packed up and packaged in the, uh, in the Facebook page. And we're going to make a few goals and figure out how to identify some problems with that and what's going to make it better. And then we're going to kind of keep track of it every single day. Put a little X mark down in the box. Awesome. I'll publish these uh, to the Facebook page. People can see what it is that we're doing. So let's make them. Is there an end to this goal? Semi-family friendly. Um, yes. Our, at the end of the goal, we're going eight weeks. Okay. So the sheet that I published is eight weeks, which you can find. I don't know if you, have you printed it? Do you yep. have a copy of it? Okay. 
um, eight weeks long, we're going to check off a day every day that we're successful, right? And we can build in, we can build in some days or we can just track the days that go wrong. But the, the idea is that we want to be over 90, 95% by the end of eight weeks. So that's what, 56, four days? I don't know. I don't do math. Yeah, 56 days. 56 days, right? Yeah, so if you go 95%, that means 53.2. So just round down. It's called 53 out of 56 Let's days. Just round down, call it 50. 50, yeah, 40. <laughs> 53 out of 56 days are solid. So really, you got three earned days, cheat days, whatever you call it, if that's the way that you're going to do it. So not not a lot of room for error. No, and okay, so... We talked, we've had another podcast, I think maybe podcast four or five, where we talked about setting goals and all that. And we're not going to rehash all of that. But I will talk to you about some of the goals, some of the guidelines of this challenge. We want to choose goals that are measurable. So just like the goal board, as much as we all want to beat Justin in a workout, that's probably not a measurable goal. So maybe something a little more along the lines of, I don't know, uh, add 10 pounds of, to my squat from this weight to this weight or add 10 pounds of body weight, reduce 10 pounds of body weight from this weight to this weight, that kind of thing. Uh, wake up at a certain time every day. Maybe wake up and journal every day. Um, one, of the, one of the things I put in this list was the 800-gram challenge, which is one of the ones I'm going to try and do. 800 grams of fruit and or vegetables a day and with no other concern as to what you're eating. So the idea here is that we're going to get all of these vitamins and nutrients that we need, fiber, and hopefully it's going to displace some other food, maybe bad food that we're eating, right? Because it's going to take a lot to eat that much. So I'm going to keep eating the protein and go with that. Just for uh, reference, how much from a volume perspective is 800 grams of fruits and vegetables? Two plates, one plate, a plate and a half. Gosh, I think it was, I think it worked out to 10 ounces, seven ounces. Total. Total? Well, that's not a lot. I think. I don't know. Do, well, it depends. Kind of... If you're doing leafy greens, that could be could be a lot. But uh, if you're doing apples and pineapple, probably would be a lot less. Do you do you have a specific ratio of? And I, I know we're probably going on a little bit of a tangent early on, but do you have a specific ratio of fruits versus vegetables? Because I think a lot of times we bundle those two things together, but a lot of times fruits probably are a lot more sugar intensive. Than vegetables are? I was a little off. Uh, 800 grams is 28 ounces. <laughs> 28 ounces. 28 ounces. Well, we should have known that yeah. number. Magic 28 ounces. One pound, isn't it? I measure in... Uh, I measure in... Oh, Wait, is that 28 ounces a pound? I thought it was 16 ounces. Ron's just getting pissed off. Right. He's like, learn your fucking measures. But you know metric, yeah, I, know, I measure everything in grams <laughs> on, my, on my scale, so I never bother with it. Uh, yeah, so it's 28 grams. I, I'm going to say for the purposes of what I'm doing, I'm going to try and keep it all mostly vegetable because I am concerned about the amount of calories uh, with fruit, with the amount of sugar in it, right? Not concerned about the type of sugar or the fact that there's sugar in the fruit. I'll probably have some fruit. I, right now, my only carb source is fruit. I just don't need that many calories. So it's going to be mostly vegetables. So I get the volume out of the food. And a little bit of fruit here and there, kind of make it uh, easy. There is a website, optimizednutrition.com, and they sort of put this this uh, challenge out like as a thing. You could, we could actually buy the challenge and have it go through Wattify in the gym and charge people whatever, tw- you know, 20 bucks or whatever, um, and track it through there. And maybe we might do that in the future and see how this, this eight weeks goes. 
for now, I'm going to make this part of my goals challenge. So the goals challenge doesn't have to be about losing weight, right? It can be about any goal. And say we're not getting to the gym enough, the goal needs to be we're going to work out every day. Or we're going to get to the gym at least five days a week. Or we're going to get to the gym on these certain days a week. Or we're going to get up at this time of day. Uh, we're going to journal every day. You know, whatever whatever process we need, we want in our life. That's something that I think we should put down as a goal and figure out how to get there. Yeah, make sure just make sure they're quantifiable yeah. for two reasons, right? The first one is, can did I pass fail? Or can I grade myself 80%, 90%? The second one is, it makes it a lot easier to reverse engineer eight weeks. So if you say, I want to lose... 10 pounds in eight weeks, then you can break that down to a daily basis, a weekly basis, and every three-day basis versus I want to lose weight. Yeah. It's a lot harder. I like that. I think that the goal, and it can be whatever you want. I'm not sure if you've thought about what you want yours to be. It can be anything. And I I would say maybe avoid making it about losing so many pounds. And if you make it more about I want to eat a certain way and, and maybe I, you know, I want to lose a pound a week or something along that lines, or I'm going to, you know, I want to eat perfectly every day and then I'll adjust the food as necessary. But the eating the part, the eating the food every day part is the important part. Uh, not necessarily the end goal. Cause I don't really, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want, if you set a goal of 20 pounds and you only lost 15, I wouldn't want you to consider that a failure. If you ate properly the whole time, I'd consider that a huge success because now we just identified you're just you just did a bad job planning your meals. We can fix that really easily. So if you can eat properly for eight weeks, that's that's an easy, super simple fix. So um, remember, I guess with all of these things, the end, the the goal itself is not the the purpose of this. The purpose of this is building a solid system so that you can you know make any goal come up. Maybe next year you're super lean. Maybe you want to gain weight. We're going to follow the exact same the exact same template. So, definitely. Excuse me. Okay. What are you drinking? I am drinking uh, a nice cold brew coffee that you made. Oh. I think. You want another cold brew hack? You just put coffee in your refrigerator and you call it cold brew? And you let it sit there. It's like the best cold brew you've ever had. A lot of people try and steep it and then cool it and all that shit. Nope. Just grounds in water in the fridge overnight. Go to Starbucks and buy some cold brew. Or you could do that. And then put it in your fridge. Yep. Perfect. So we can do a little goal setting? We're going to do a little good goal setting. So I've, I've just roughed up mine. I don't know if you've put anything together. Yep. Okay. So do you want to start or you want me to start? You kick us off. Okay, I'll start because you haven't done it yet. <laughs> Fucking liar. It's like school. <laughs> I'm going to do my homework while you're turning yours in. You know what? I'm doing the 800-gram challenge also. It's a total coincidence. <laughs> yeah, just all those goals are my goals. All right. I set up four, I set up four goals for this. 800-gram uh, challenge, which I aforementioned, 800-gram challenge. Uh, I'm going to do one free meal per week. And aside from that, I'm going to do all of my meals planned. So I'm, I'm designing in one meal a week that if I have to, if I feel like just, I need to go kill it, that's going to be it. One meal. And this is going to be, when I say one free meal a week, I, 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 this is my own short note, but I'm planning on eating per plan, no extra food, no alcohol. That's it except for my one free meal a week. And that's got to be one meal. It can't be like, okay, my meal lasts from Friday till Sunday. through Sunday. No, it's going to be one meal. Work out every day. And this might sound counterintuitive, but I'm planning, I need to plan to have at least one rest day a week. So 
even though I'm working out every day, that one rest day might look like a walk or some kind of planned active recovery. So yes, I do need to actually, I have a problem. I have uh, some kind of exercise dysmorphia. I'd like to be at the gym working out every day of the week. And uh, Edward has been bugging me to start taking rest days. So I've started to take Thursdays off. So I'm going to make that part of my goal, no matter how fun uh, the workout looks on Thursdays, I'm going to take that day off. So that is, those are my four, I'm just falling apart here. Those are my four goals. So I've identified a few obstacles. A couple of the obstacles are I've got some late nights and early mornings, a couple of nights at the gym. I'm there till 930 at night. A couple of mornings a week, I'm, I'm getting up pretty early. So um, one of the things I can do to offset that is to make sure that I get my meals prepped and I bring them with me. If I've got the meals prepped uh, a day in advance, it'll never be a problem. I can just grab them out of the fridge and go. Obstacle number two, eating out. Christy likes to eat out. She's stuck in the house all day, and I'm out of the house all day, so you know, some of our only time to you know hang out together is eating out. And eating out can involve the glass of wine and the whatever, dessert. So what can I do to sort of mitigate that? Um, I can avoid places that I know I have a problem. Like there's certain places where, oh, I'm gonna, if I go there, I have to have a beer or a glass of wine or this food or buffalo cauliflower. So strategy number one would be to avoid those places, not all places. Right? There's other restaurants we go to, no, you know, go sushi or whatever. It's no problem. So avoid places that are tough and when possible, avoid eating out altogether. It's, it's never a problem for me during the day, morning, whatever at work. It's never usually an issue. Um, only at night. So that's going to be, that's going to be one of my challenges. And then, uh, obstacle number three, and by the way, you don't have to stop at three obstacles. You want to take another sheet, journal this, write out all the obstacles you can think of and think of ways in advance to get around it. (coughs) Obstacle number three, uh, not eating vegetables, not eating all of the vegetables a day. Uh, I see that being a problem because vegetables are tough to keep once you've chopped them up and prepared them they're not going to stay very long or you know you once a week you go and you buy all kinds of fruit and then like by thursday like the avocados are all brown and you're looking at it going eh, i don't want to eat that stuff so i think one of the obstacles is going to be getting the fruit in the house getting it all chopped up and prepped and then that's going to have to happen more than once so um, i think one of the strategies i'm going to employ is to you know make that part of the sunday meal prep and then i think Another strategy is I'm going to enlist Christy to maybe pick up some veggies in the midday, midweek shopping trip and chop them up for me, throw them in a container and, uh, you know, kind of throw an audible out there and get some help. So, um, so those are three obstacles and ways that I plan to mitigate them. Looking at things that can help me, obviously avoid eating out. Meal prep a whole week. I tend to meal prep half a week and do a midweek cook. I think uh, if I prep a whole week worth of proteins, it's going to make it a little bit easier for me. If I get to that half week, maybe sometimes I don't have to, maybe I have to go coach or do something at the gym or do something at work. I might not have time to do that, that extra meal prep. So it gets pushed to the next day, which means that day I don't have food. So maybe prepping the whole week would, would help that out a little bit. And planned rest days and active recovery. I think I need to plan. So I'm saying I'm going to take Thursdays off. That's my plan. Uh, what am I going to do Thursdays? I may still show up, um, but maybe I'll have a planned rest, you know, or maybe a plan, you know, just do a real slow 
row, maybe a 30 minute, nice slow row with some stretching or, you know, maybe work on some just static things like sitting in a handstand or, you know, work on some things like that. So those are my three obstacles. Those are my three helpers. I will likely sit down and journal uh, a little bit more on this uh, so I can get a little bit more clear plan, but that's the plan as of right now. I will then below on the little tracker portion, I will go through and I will check these off. And I'll, I think I'm going to probably publish this to the diet nutrition page that we have on Facebook so people can see how I'm doing every day, right? We can lean on the community for a little bit of support, a little bit of help, a little bit of, uh, you know, hey, man, why are you slacking off? Because all these challenges, like week three, everyone's like, eh, fuck it. I'm going to go do whatever I want. And then I'll just start another challenge, you know? So I think uh, accountability is key here. So we need to keep each other accountable. Okay, that's mine. Love it. I think one of the things that I love about this challenge and others uh, is the check-in period or the check-in frequency. So many times we do these challenges or some sort of challenge, and it's like in eight weeks from now I want to be at X, but there's no check-ins along the way. So then what happens is, and actually I look at our goal board that we have, the chalkboard, and I looked at my goals for 2019. I accomplished one out of three of those goals. Um, Which one was it? The gymnastics one. What was it? Better gymnastics. Oh. Yeah. That was one of the super vague ones? Yeah. No, it was something like really, it was like sound gymnastics. I used some word like that. But no, my gymnastics actually significantly improved. I got my uh, ring muscle-ups, handstand walk, handstand push-up. I got a lot of lot of firsts this year. Um, but I think a lot of it wasn't intentional either. And I think a lot of that comes back to how often are we checking in on these goals and ensuring that we're staying on track versus... You know, do we throw something out? Do we do we throw a goal out there? Like you said, are we super gung ho for about a week? Pretty gung ho for a second week. By week three, we're like, screw this. Don't even know why I'm doing this anymore. And it's because we haven't checked in. And then when eight weeks comes around, right around seven and a half weeks, we have this like butterfly remorse because we're like, oh shoot, I said I wanted to lose twenty pounds and I gained three. And you're trying to start <laughs> to do the math on like what kind of fight cut do you have to do to lose twenty three pounds in three days? And you just say, ah, fuck it, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, I was torn on this. I find the more successful plans that we put together tend to be the most expensive ones. Yep. And it's weird because you see, you know, as a person that owns a gym, you know, I think most gym owners probably feel this way. Like you see people running like the, the camps or the challenges. And it's like, yeah, it's, you know, $500 and you could win $25,000 because we have, you know, 200 people doing this thing, you know, and then the gym's going to split the money and, give the other half of the money as prize money and people go and starve themselves for 12 weeks and, and then put the weight right back on at the end. And But the more expensive it is, I think the more people are willing, you know, the more they've invested in it, the more they're willing to follow it versus these free ones. People, like I said, two weeks into it, they're like, eh, don't have any money invested in this, so don't have, you know, whatever. I have a little bit of time invested in it, but I don't care. That cheesecake looks pretty good or yeah. whatever. So... Um, See, that's why I'm really mean to my friends, by the way. Why is that? People that I really care about, I'm really mean to them. I call them fat. I make them feel really bad about themselves uh-huh. because I know if I can get under their skin far enough, they'll stick to their goal and they'll actually achieve it because they don't want me to be mean to them anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's fucked just, up. It's assuming it they want to remain your friend. No, they don't want to remain my friend. And I accept that. I, I, in fact, in that situation, am a martyr. I'm so selfless and giving of myself. 
that I am allowing them to not be my friend anymore so that they achieve their goal. You're a real hero, Nick. I know. <laughs> no one believes me, but I've been saying it for years. I, I just want to say, I was going to put this out there right now. I'm okay enforcing my own goals, so I well, would rather have you lie to I'm me. I'm probably going to call you fat for the next eight weeks. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, it's not really about weight loss. <laughs> well, so I'm probably okay. still going to call you okay. fat. Well, for that's the next okay then, because that's just general harassment. <laughs> I'm okay with that. All right, so those those are my that's my plan. What do you have awesome. on? Uh, what do you have planned? I will. Uh, what did you just come up with in the last five minutes while I was talking? <laughs> no, I already wrote these out. I know. I know what my goals are, um, but I, I added an extra one. All right, so I've got three really big goals that I would like to accomplish over the next eight weeks. One of them is a carryover from last year. Last year, I said I wanted to be 175 pounds sustainably. Uh, I did not put a time limit on it, and I completely squandered that away. I'm sitting at about one 195 today. What? Why are you 195? You don't want to know? I was 205 two weeks ago, okay. but I got the flu. Oh, yes, the plague. Yeah, so now I'm 195. Okay. And I'm like, a, I'm like a cheating 195 because I'm going to add it back as soon as I start eating again. Um, all right, so call it 195 to 197. I want to be a sustainable 175 from in eight weeks from now, which I've got, think about that, i got 56 days to lose 20 pounds. What does that mean, sustainable? That you are living the lifestyle the habits and the volume of food and exercise necessary in order to sustainably stay at 175. It's not like a I dipped my toe down to 175. I well, got this is there a great for a no, but this is a great topic because I think this this feeds into what we're talking about. The things you're going to do for the next eight weeks, if you make it, even if it's just at the very end, you dip into 175. The things you're doing. That is your new lifestyle. Yep. Like that's not, you know what I mean? Like when people say, oh, I mean, it's sustainable, they think, okay, I want to be 175, but still do the things that I do now. No. You need to be able to say, when I get to 175, those are the things that I, that's what you, that's how you eat now. That's what you do. Yep. So that's, that's the important, uh, I think anything you do is going to be sustainable. Yeah. It's just whether or not you choose to sustain it. To keep to it, right? Yeah. yeah so there, there's a couple obstacles that I look at. Uh, there's a couple things that need to change that have kind of already changed. They were kind of forced. So, okay, so what do we have for goals? Is that just the one goal? No, I've main got, goal. No, no, no. I've got more. Yeah, okay. they 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 they're very intertwined, like like most are, right? Okay. Um, so that's the first one. Uh, the second one, and this is a weird one. The second one is to not drink, and it's not not that I don't want to drink, get to eight weeks and not drink, or like be like, all right, I stop drinking, great, then I'm gonna start drinking again. It's like no, I don't I don't want to drink anymore, and I'll tell you the the underlying motivation there. Was that the uh, Christmas party? No, the Christmas party was my 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 go out. I had a great time there. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of part of it. No. Okay. Um, and then uh, the third one is to actually uh, be healthy, but it's not it's not non quantifiable. It's uh, to be at a level of health mm -hmm. that I can compete at the level of expectation oh, I have for right. myself. You're doing a uh, like a like a Muay Thai kickboxing I would, match. I would like to in next yeah, month. Totally like to. And I, I think you're being a bit sarcastic right here. I am. Okay. Well, thanks. So uh, it is to be at a level of health that I can, again, this word sustainable, sustainably exercise, CrossFit, fight, like anything that I want to do. And to me, that really breaks down to two things. It breaks down to a commitment to mobility and actually investing time before and after the wads to stretching and improving my mobility because that's a serious issue for me. Uh, and then the second one is uh, core work. Because I have a lot of back problems, and it is pretty obvious that it's due to a lack of core strength. So it's focusing time after the wads to um, pending core work to the end of a workout to ensure that I'm consistently 
uh, focused on my core, building a strong core, additionally adding mobility in so that I don't get into a situation like I did this year where I've basically been out for two months and just limping along because I was so injured. And it probably could have been solved by A, saying no to a heavier weight to a coach, not at our gym, different gym, uh, and B, being more mobile and more flexible inside of that workout and C, having a stronger core so that I wouldn't get into a situation where I had an SI strain. Okay. Um, so th- those are my three bigs, right? Big three. I, yeah. Okay. So, so, so big three. So weight, let's talk about what are your triggers and what are you going to do like losing weight? Yep. Two things. And what's the, what's the process? What is the process of losing weight? What does the process look like to you? The wolf diet. Okay. A couple things, right? Shameless plug for the wolf diet. Uh, first one is there's, there's a couple triggers for me. Uh, and ironically, number one and number two, right? Losing weight and drinking are kind of hand in hand. Um, first one is travel. I travel a significant amount for my job, which typically has me eating out when I'm on the road. Um, mix in a little bit of alcohol with client meetings or partner meetings or whatever it is. So and travel affects number one. Yep. And two. Yep. And as soon as alcohol is in the mix, then it's, you know, French fries and fast food and bread and all sorts of other fun stuff. Right. So how do we, how do we mitigate that? What do we do to make that easier? So the second one or the first, the first thing is, is when I'm home and I actually have a pretty light travel schedule for the next eight weeks. Uh, impeccable meal prep. So when I'm home, no cheating, no sugar, no processed foods. And I've really boiled it down to eating real foods. And in that there has to be a real, you know, you could say that wheat and carbs are real foods, but you've got, it's minimally processed or not processed at all. Right. This feels very ambiguous to me. Okay, so I let's. Feel, I feel like I'd have a hard time saying you passed or failed that. Yeah, so let's quanti- let's quantify it then. Okay. Help help me work through this. I'm, okay. I'm leaning on my community right now. Okay, so how do we? So to me, I look at that and say, okay, the paleo diet is kind of the easiest way for me to pass fail myself and say, okay, did I eat properly or did I not eat properly? Right, and if you know, with the paleo diet, no no sauces, no breads, no carbs, no processed foods, no sugars, no whatever it is. Right? I, I say we don't have to put a name on it like paleo. Why don't we just say? Aside from you maybe doing the 800 challenge with me, uh, I'd say maybe we work on (coughs) eliminating breads, dairy, anything processed. I agree with that. So cheese, dairy, processed foods, breads. Yep. Sugar. Grains. Sauces. I'm going to say sauces are okay. Let's, Let's leave... Let's leave fat-free sauces. No sugar sauces. No sugar sauces. Yeah. In fact, I'm not even... I'm, I'm kind of okay with a little bit of a fatty sauce. If it if it if that's if the thing real. that gets you through it and you're yeah. not going to put like 17 tablespoons of Thousand Island dressing on your whatever, uh, if you can do it in moderation. But let's just say all natural food. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to change this. I'm writing this down for you. Thank you. Because I know that you're not going to. So all natural food and no booze. Okay. That's when you're home. How are we going to do that? When we, so at home, that's easy. Meal prep and all that's easy. Super easy. Okay. Yeah. When you're traveling, what, what do you think you can do to make this easier? Cause you're not going to bring seven days worth of food with you on an airplane. Yeah. So I've talked about this on previous, uh, a previous podcast is, uh, and I'm pretty decent at this. I think that the alcohol trigger is where things start getting off the rails, uh, figuratively and literally. Um, so, so looking at menus before getting to restaurants, prepare or basically pre-call planning and preparing where you're going to be eating to ensure that you're actually eating real foods while you're on the road instead of showing up to a restaurant and last minute deciding you want to eat a half loaf of bread and 
you know, the chicken fried steak or whatever else is on the menu. Um, so that's the first one is ensuring that every meal is pre-planned to ensure that you're actually eating real foods. And my litmus test, again, not putting a name on it, but it's just the easiest way for me to remember it is if I'm on the road, I've got to eat paleo. So there's got to be. That's the easiest way to think yeah. about it. Just, just eating meat, meat, vegetables, fruits yep. on the road, period. Yep. No, none of the chef's fancy sauces. It sounds like the big trigger there is going to be booze. Like on, you're on work trips, yeah. having work meetings, they typically happen during the day and then you go out at night because you're on the road yep. with whatever work people, they want to have a couple of cocktails, you're in probably your clients, so they're looking for you to buy them some drinks. Yep. How can we, how can we in a nice way, I'm trying to think maybe a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a dishonesty, I don't know. Maybe you tell these people that you are recently uh, out of AA or... We tell them that uh, like you've developed a uh, you've developed some kind of uh, liver issue <laughs> where you can't process alcohol. Yeah, this is a tough for one, only right? eight weeks. It's a it's a really tough one, and I think this is actually probably the most challenging of the three um, because you have certain people that are used to a certain lifestyle with you, right? You show up, you do a meeting with them, you take them out to dinner, you've done it before, you've had cocktails with them before, and now you're at a point where you're like, hey, no, I can't do this, or I don't want to do this, and they're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? What are you talking about? So I think this is the one that I'm probably struggling with the most from a how to tell people no, right? Because yeah, you can go down that road of like, hey, I have a problem and I need you to support me. And then it just completely fucks everything up in that relationship because it just gets really awkward, right? If you if 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 I went to a client right now and I'm talking about a client professional relationship and you go, hey, I have a problem and I really need your support for the next eight weeks to not let me drink. They're like, okay, right? And it doesn't- Anyways, feel, can you hand me 10 yeah, grand to work on your project? It's not super genuine. I may or may not be sober. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not genuine. It's like totally the wrong way to do it. Okay, fuck that idea. So I think for me, so we'll it's just transparency. On, we'll stay honest. Okay. I think it's just transparency. It's like, hey man, now, you know what? I'm doing a challenge for the first eight weeks of the year. Um, I'm staying super focused. I'm making a run at getting down to 175 and sticking to these goals. So I just, I can't do it. It still feels like an excuse though. It doesn't feel like an excuse though. How about, well, it does. Like, oh, I'm because of this reason. How about just not drinking right now? Just made a choice for now. And that's the way it is. But uh, I'm happy to go out and have dinner. We'll hang out. I will still be fun and we'll still, I'll buy all your booze and we can still, I'll be your designated driver. You don't have to worry about getting pulled over. I'll make sure that you don't make too bad of a decision tonight and let's go have fun. And the best part about that is, I agree with that, by the way, because the best part about that is I still make fairly bad decisions when I'm sober. So it's going to be like a normal person drinking bad decisions. <laughs> so they'll feel like they weren't missing out on anything. That's true. I've yeah. seen drunk Nick. It's not that much different than sober nah, Nick. Yeah, it's pretty standard, right? Yeah. No, so I think, I, I think the biggest challenge on that one is getting ahead of it early. Because if you don't declare it before you get to the restaurant with the crew, then you get there and it's like this awkward moment at the bar where everyone's like, what are you drinking? What or they've drinking? ordered you, they hand you the drink they've already yeah, ordered. Yeah, or they've already ordered their drink and then you're like, no, nah, I'm not drinking. They're like, well, what the fuck? Why did I order one then? I feel awkward now. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think, I think. Or maybe even the quiet word with the bartender, hey, no matter what I order or anyone orders for me, don't hand me anything without calling. Leave me alone. Yep. Maybe give them the wink and they might assume that you're an AA person. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, yeah. So I think and booze I think at home is not a problem. No, I don't drink at home. Okay. Yeah, it's not like that. Right. All right. So I think that we've figured out a couple of uh, obstacles to that. Yep. The eating uh, obstacle, yeah, I think we said uh, eating at home is not a problem. Eating out, we're going to look at the where we're going. We're going to maybe even plan to go Prep. places that yep. work well. Prep the food at home. 
maybe even try it and try and avoid uh you try to avoid some work trips i mean is it something that you could actually do you really know that and that's part of what i've done in q1 here yeah. is i there was a lot of trips on my calendar that i just took off because they're not necessary there's a lot of stuff that you can get done over a conference call right. and I, I made that decision to say no i'm not going on the road for these okay um the third one healthy mobility core i think uh we need to make that into spend 20 minutes every day on mobility and core work, right? And those could look like kind of the same thing. We can get on the GHD and we can do GHD sit-ups. And that is, that's getting you that backward stretch that you're doing with your back that you like, uh, as well as working on your abdominal core. And then we can flip over on that thing and do some extensions and that thing actually stretches out your spine and we can work on you know some some lower back you know spinal erector we can work on some of those muscles so i think maybe coming out with a plan where maybe we figure two or three days worth of things you can do and then spread them out as an abc thing we go abc 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 and uh just get to the gym a little early stay a little late we've got three extra rooms at the gym you can do whatever you want and you've got your room at home so maybe we set up a plan like that and we go, you know, that's our plan for the, the mobility and core. So many workouts a week. Let's say you're going to commit to five a week if you're in town. Well, I, say, I say we commit to working out every day, but five gym workouts a week. And I'm even going to say whether you're in town or not. So if you go wherever you go, if, if I tell people all the time, they're like, oh, there's no gyms. I say, oh, really? Where are you going? I'll find one for you. Yeah. I'll, I'll find you a gym that's within 10 minutes where you're staying. So uh, I, I'm pretty sure all the places you go, you can find a gym and you can find the time. People say, you know, people say, I don't have the time. You know, when I go on like vacations or whatever, I'll get up at 5 a.m. and go to that 5 a.m. class or something. Like if that's the only time I can find to fit a workout in. So it can be done. You just have to commit to it. So workout every day, maybe that looks like five gym workouts a week. We've got our mobility. If you have to take a, like a little lacrosse ball with you uh, on your work trips, and one of those little mini foam rollers. They even make a fold-up foam roller that like folds into little pieces. Um, you can take that with you, or actually, you usually drive. You can throw it in your car, and uh, you know get that done. So these are all things that we can commit to. So sound good? I love it. Okay. Uh, things you can do to help. We talked about um, setting up the plan, coming up with that mobility routine. Coming with which days, I, I would say at the beginning of the week, plan which days you're going to work out and then have a con- contingency. Something shows up, you get late from work, whatever, traffic, uh, can't make the 5 a.m. class, okay, I'll come in at the late class. Or something happens at work, you can't get into the late class, okay, well now I have to, instead of taking Thursday off, now I'm going to work out Thursday or you know work around it, something like that. What do you think? Yep, okay. good. All right, what else, what I miss? Get that on the head. Accountability, probably lining up someone to check in at a specific frequency. Okay, so yeah, checking in. So we've got this private Facebook page. If you're not on Facebook, you can just email me or text me or whatever, I don't know, whatever other millennial software things there are out there. I'll hit you up on Tinder? Uh, Grindr. Grindr, okay. Okay, so get to the group if you can if you're on facebook you can even create some some of our clients have just created accounts to be on facebook just to be on the private page for the gym but we have the diet nutrition page log in i would say log in every evening and make a note 
if you did it, didn't do it, you know, if you did it, great. What was, you know, what got you there? If you didn't do it, what was the failure? How can you fix it moving forward? Because, you know, we're going to have failed days. The question is, are you going to be able to recover from it? Can you come back and fix it? You know, one failed day doesn't ruin the whole week. You know, 56 days or whatever it is, we can have a few failed days. But, you know, if we don't fix it and we don't move on, then, then we're screwed. Then we're right back to square one. We start in the next challenge in another month, and we start in the next challenge after that in another month, and you'll just be the constant challenge person, right? Just moving from challenge to challenge. Oh, I just haven't found the right one. I haven't found the right diet for me. You know, oh, keto, paleo, intermittent fasting, blah, 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 wolf diet. One of these days, we're going to publish the wolf diet. It's happening this year. We're going to publish a wolf diet in, in, in concert with our new food product idea oh yes that we came up with yeah we gotta that's not patented yet so we gotta keep that under wraps you know i uh, well can we give them a little hint give them a hint okay so give a, you know give a taster the uh the movie let's just put it this way the movie game changers is essentially propaganda for uh, vegan people uh, trying to convince everyone else that that is somehow healthier than not being vegan it's propaganda and almost everything in the, the movie is complete horseshit but um we are going to start work on our own documentary and we're going to flip the script it's going to be script flippers is that the name of it that's going to be the name of it is this the is this the uh, trailer script fl- coming soon flipping the script on vegetarians to the theater near you this is where we're going to introduce our vegetable products that are made of meat one man Against all others. You've heard of the Impossible Burger? The Impossible Burger. That's all uh, soybean soybean hamburger stuff? Like made to taste exactly like a hamburger? Impossible. We're going to make meat kale. The possible And meat-based, kale. meat-based fruits and vegetables. Meat kale is basically jerky. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone has ever had a kale chip. Mikael is jerky. This is hash, hashtag trademark. We have just trademarked this. This is our idea. We're moving forward with it. Yeah, no we, one steal our idea. <laughs> we are going to make an entire frozen section of the market full of only meat vegetables products. that are made of meat. Meat. So you can buy anything you want. You want a cucumber? You want carrots? Yep. We can get, that. get you a meat cucumber. <laughs> yeah. You want a meat cucumber, Curtis? I'll yeah. get you one. <laughs> you want a meat baby carrot? I got a meat baby yeah, carrot for you. You got a meat baby cucumber. <laughs> yeah. They call it, I think they call it Italian squash. <laughs> All right. I think it's our, I think it's a great idea. I think it's going to sell. Love it. Do we have a, I heard it at the gym? I, I mean, I heard it at my couch because I've oh, been yeah, so you dead have been for the two gym. weeks. Yeah. yeah, we should probably give the gym a few yeah, more we'll weeks. I have, give a, a break. I have one, but I don't, I don't think. I think even for us, I think I'll, I'll tell you after the podcast. Okay, it's a little inappropriate. Yeah. Even for us. Yeah. Wow, it must be really inappropriate. Yeah. Then. We can decide if we want to put it in the next one. I hope you have good insurance. Okay, so let's check back in uh, next weekend. Awesome. And we will go over how this week went, if it was a huge failure or if it's a success. I think that, uh, I think we're going to, I think this is going to be a good one. I think we're going to have fun with it and uh, hopefully we can inspire some people to set some goals and push through it. And, you know, we'll see where we're at. You know what? I'm ready to get inspired. There's some people, I've seen some before and after pictures you've put up. People have lost, and I I keep coming back to the weight thing, but there's a lot of people that have lost a lot of weight. 
and they've made some big life transformations and that gets me all fired up. So if you think you're looking for inspiration, just remember you are also probably somebody else's inspiration. One of our clients, he listened to the podcast and decided that uh, our podcast about injury prevention and recovery, listened to the podcast, went and got, went and got an MRI on his back because his back had always been hurting him and went to the doctor, got the MRI, came back yet, I don't know, some pre-existing thing that he'd had for years, a uh, bulging disc or something. And got a call the next day and said that they had found cancer from the MRI. Immediately got him in, had uh, some parts removed. And as of now, fingers crossed, he is cancer-free. And, you know, it, it comes from literally, he, he first he took the time to join a gym and, you know, say, hey, I'm going to make some lifestyle changes. And he took the time to invest in himself and go to a doctor. And a lot of times you just don't, eh, I don't want to see a doctor or whatever. It's just going to be a big pain in the ass and they're going to give me some ibuprofen. Took the time to do that, chased it all down, and potentially saved himself a life-threatening ending illness. So uh, it's definitely these little challenges, these things that we do, it's definitely worth it. And it's not, it doesn't do anything for you or I. It's for everybody else, right? It, the people listening to this, this is for you guys for you guys to take advantage of and hopefully see some results. Love it. All right, so we'll check in next week. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for taking uh, time to set this up. No worries. And I will see you next week. All right, bye, everybody. Thanks, guys.